October 2015. Barack Obama was the 44th president of the United States. Canadian singer The Weeknd was at the top of the American music charts with his hit The Hills. The Martian starring Matt Damon was raking in out-of-this-world profits in the box office. And on October 11th, a 14-year-old girl disappeared from the safety of her home in Marathon County. There is no doubt in my mind that there are people that know things. That children don't just vanish into thin air. Um, when a child goes missing, you know, your only goal is to, to bring them home. You know, I guess ideally I'd hope that she did just, you know, move away somewhere just to start her own life. But I feel like that's kind of um, unlikely at 14. Seven years later, despite an active investigation, loving friends, and a concerned family, no one has heard or seen her since. I'm Cassandra Cepeda, and this is Forgotten. Mackenzie Markin, Keeping Hope. If you've been listening to this series, you know we cover cases involving missing people in central Wisconsin. I like to sit down and talk to investigators working on the case to learn what led up to the person's disappearance, and what's been done to find them. It's not always easy to get that information because a lot of the time, the cases are still unsolved. But in this case, to say that the investigating agency, Everest Metro PD, is tight-lipped is an understatement. I can't talk about that. That's gonna be difficult to talk about. I'm not gonna discuss what we got or didn't get. I can't go into details on that either. You get the idea. I'll be honest, it was frustrating not to get any answers to what seemed, at least to me, to be very basic questions. It's been more than seven years since Mackenzie Markin's disappearance from Weston, and from the public's point of view, her case appears to have very little movement towards finding her or figuring out who's responsible. Honestly, it's easy to interpret the authorities' silence as disinterest, or think of her case as cold. No, this is an active, open investigation, and it's continually ongoing. Detective Sergeant Dan Goff was the original detective on the case and is still working on it today. Um, we do get information, and it can come in spurts from time to time. But as we all know, time is rarely an investigator's friend. The time plays its toll on different things, whether it's stuff that people remember, physical evidence, um, things like that. I mean. The longer these things go on, the more difficult it can always be. So here is what I know after sitting down with the detective. Mackenzie was last seen at her home on Sunday, October 11th in Weston. Her family reported her missing the following day on October 12th. Soon after, police began an investigation. I can tell you that um, based on the investigation we've done, we've even initially, um, there was a lot of follow-up with um, persons that would know her know of her, uh, whether it's friends, schoolmates, if, if there were any relationships, any of that in a general sense would have been followed up on to get any lead to determine uh, where she's at and to get her home safely. I asked if she was considered a runaway or if police thought something more sinister happened, such as her being kidnapped. Detective Goff didn't come right out and say she left on her own terms, but he instead put it like this. And if we knew for sure that a child didn't leave of their free will, then we would probably have seen information like Amber Alerts and different things like that. Um, because those are known avenues that we would take. When you have 
um, information that you, we receive in the course of investigation and we're progressing. Um, obviously those things can change, um, but I'm just not gonna speak to specifics on, on what we would know or not know in that moment. So to be clear, there was not an Amber Alert issue in her specific case? No. He says officers search the places that she or a teen in general might hang out, but again, didn't go into specifics. We have well over 100 reports and um, various forms of information, whether it's um, digital or physical or um, just gather information throughout. It's, it's a very thoroughly documented investigation and, and it's continuing in the hopes that we can find her safe and bring her home. Naturally, that left me, and I'm sure most of you, with a lot of obvious questions like, did she have a cell phone? Did she have a boyfriend? Or did she have a history of running away? I can tell you that, like with any missing persons investigation, especially one as extensive as this one, and the work is still ongoing, um, we always look into technology, uh, social media platforms, all those different things we would do with any missing person, including in this case. He gave me information in general, but not any real details about Mackenzie's case. So I asked him, point blank, why was he so unforthcoming? Talking about things like that could lead to, you know, those are things that you just don't want to put out in the general public because um, those are things that need to maintain the integrity of the process, uh, especially if things become evidence later on down the line. And as frustrating as it is, it makes sense. Even if he was keeping his cards close to the vest, it was obvious even during our short time together, Detective Goff cares about solving this case and is hopeful one day he'll have some sort of resolution to give to her family. I'm always maintaining hope um, because until you know the end result, I think it's important to keep you motivated and stay focused and keep looking. Um, it's, a, it's a big world out there and there's always been surprises. Um, I mean, there's many different outcomes to an investigation, good or bad. People have gone missing for years and then come back home. And so the main thing is always to keep hope. So that was it. But you know me, I didn't want to end this episode without getting to know who Mackenzie was or hopefully still is. She deserves to have people remember her. So I did some internet searching and was able to find two of Mackenzie's childhood friends. And I'll let them describe her the only way good friends can. She really, she really liked Doctor Who. Uh, she had a beautiful laugh, as weird as that is to say. I really like missed the sound of her laughter that was a big thing after she went missing um she really loved her friends and she wanted to do big things in life just thought she was truly one of the best friends that you could ever have um and she yeah, um, her energy just really lit up a room, and she's so dearly, dearly missed. The first voice you heard is Mackenzie's friend, Evelyn. They met when they were in second grade. Christina Hill met Mackenzie when they were in middle school. So they all watched each other go through the painful and awkward growing pains nearly all teens experience. Only it seemed Mackenzie had a 
visceral fear of getting stuck in her small town. I think she wanted to get out. Um, I think she wanted to get out of Mosinee and away from home. I think she, somebody offered to help her do that. Um, and that somebody probably wasn't a good person. At first, when Christina and Evelyn learned about their friend's disappearance, they didn't panic. They say they thought it was Mackenzie just being, well, Mackenzie. Honestly, I think it took me a really long time to accept reality that she wasn't just hiding away. Um, it, it was like a, a grieving process because I would accept it and then I'd be like, no, no, she's, she's still in town. I think it took me, the first time it really set in was after about two weeks for me because I figured that she would be able to, I figured she'd be stubborn enough to stay away for a week, maybe a week and a half. But the two week mark, I think, was when it really started dawning on me. I was um, at home. Her mom asked me or gave us a call. I think this was before she was officially reported missing. I'm um, just asking if we knew, you know, where she was. Um, I didn't. Um, and honestly, at first, I assumed that she would just come back because she had done this, like, a couple months before, but it was only for, like, a day. <laughs> um, so at first, I wasn't concerned. Um, and then she didn't show up for school for days. Um, and after, I mean, obviously, after a couple days, I was more concerned than normal, but at the end of the week, I knew something was really wrong. As a quick side note, Christina was later interviewed by police about what she knew of Mackenzie's disappearance, but Evelyn was not. Which, to this day, um, confuses me, uh, because I know that my friend who actually lives with me now, um, who was all of our friend at the time, um, she was interviewed, and she gave my name and a couple of other names, and only some of those people were talked to, and I was not one of them. But she says she'd still be open to talking to investigators. Absolutely. I've reached out to the police with information that, like, I thought I had. I interviewed both Evelyn and Christina separately. Both had very similar answers when I asked what their friend was like and what sort of things they bonded over. It was pretty typical stuff. TV shows, exploring the world, emo music, and boys. My friends and I talk about it all the time. Um, what really gets us all is that it could have been any one of us, because we were all in rather similar mental states at the time, because we were just teenage girls. We had just gotten out of middle school. It could have been any one of us, but it was Mackenzie. But why Mackenzie? It's the million dollar question, right? Christina shared her thoughts on it. Because she would vaguely always talk about like going away somewhere. Um, and it, it's like she would kind of say it in that half serious, you know, kind of joking. Like sometimes she would be like, I really want to get out of here, but she would never talk to me um, or anyone that I know of specifically about 
her plans to leave. But Evelyn thinks she was telling her plans to someone, someone she shouldn't have been talking to. I think that she was talking to somebody who she trusted, and I think that person told her what she wanted to hear, told her that they could take her away and make give her a better life. And I think that she believed them, and I think that she took what she thought was an opportunity and left, and I think she was taken. Just to be clear, Everest Metro PD did not and would not comment on my questions about if they suspected Mackenzie was taken or involved in trafficking. October will mark eight years since she went missing. Today, Christina and Evelyn are young adults and they say they still struggle with not knowing what happened to their friend. And I think it having been so long makes it harder because it's not like she passed away and I got that closure. And I'm not saying that that would be any better. Um, but the fact that I and her family and her other loved ones never got any closure sits really heavily on me because I don't know where she is or what happened to her. And I think that's the part that gets me the most. I always like, I wonder every time, like, I'm driving, you know, like, if she was somewhere, or especially when I'm, like, going on trips, like, if she's around, because um, she could really be anywhere. As an adult, it's hard to process losing a loved one. As a teen, I can't even imagine what they were going through and are still going through today. The police department wouldn't speculate on what they think happened to the 14-year-old. Her name is on dozens of missing person pages online. Some have more details than others, but where the information came from, I can't confirm. And I don't want to misinform any of you. And I never want to hurt or impede an investigation with a red herring or rumors. What I want, what we all want, is peace for Mackenzie's loved ones and for her to be found safe and ultimately reunited with her family and friends. Wherever she is in the world, um, we would do absolutely anything to help her um, and that we're not mad at her and we still love her and, you know, nothing that she, there's nothing that she could do that would ever change that mm. and that, you know, we're just, we're always here. Mackenzie, maybe you are out there. If you hear this, I want you to know. Investigators are doing what they can to find you, and your friends miss you so much. You have not been forgotten. Today, Mackenzie would be 22 years old. We've put an age-progressed photo of her on our website, wsaw.com, and urge all of you to take a look. Mackenzie Markin has brown hair and brown eyes. She's five foot seven and has scars on her wrist. At the time of her disappearance, she was wearing purple-colored eyeglasses. Mackenzie may also use the last name Dahl. Evelyn helps run a Facebook page called Help Mackenzie Markin. You can also find a link to that on our website at wsaw.com. 
If you know anything about Mackenzie Markin's disappearance or what happened that day back in 2015, please call the Everest Metro Police Department at 715-359-4202.